Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin AC, Padres beat writer, Jay Posner, across the way from me. Yes, we're in the same place. Probably the fourth or fifth time this season, but I'm back in town, just like the Padres. Jay Posner, Sports Air of the Union Tribune. Jay, big homestand. Big. Big, big. Waiting for it all year. Big for visiting fans, especially. Yes, that's, you know. Red Sox, Red Sox Nation will be here this weekend, and Dodger Nation, or whatever they're called, will be here at the beginning of the week and both those teams I believe played each other in the World Series last year. And one of them very well could be headed back there and the other one the Red Sox that are here what they're seven games out in the wild card they play in the you know usually monstrous American League East they're in third place there and I believe they're uh, got I would, the I would say it's still pretty monstrous um, American League East. It is. The Yankees are 83 and 46 uh-huh. we saw Tampa here they're 75 54 and the Red Sox are 68 and 61, 15 games behind the Yankees. And seven back of what is it, the Rays, and then like the, I know the Indians are right in front of them. And who's the second wild card team over there in the uh, Oakland and Tampa? Oakland, <laughs> Oakland and Tampa, half game apart, and nope. uh, and Cleveland another half. So it's, uh, I would say the Red Sox chances of making the playoffs at this point are slim to none and, and leaning very much toward none. So then you would say that the Padres' chances of making plays are none to slim and uh, leading very toward, why are we even talking about it? Right. So, I, I thought we stopped that a while ago. So the Red so. Sox are in town, and, and here's one of the things that's exciting. Besides, I do want to see, uh, look, the, earlier this season, even when the Dodgers fans were here, there were the it was earlier in the season and like I just said it was earlier in the season um, and, and what I what I mean by was that was it earlier in the is, season uh, is, uh, <laughs> we know what was happening earlier in the season the Padres were winning and and there was a lot of excitement mm-hmm. and and so there were a lot of Dodger fans but there were so many Padres fans and it was like electric atmosphere right I just have a feeling, given where we're at, given the fact that the Red Sox, uh, you know, the mythical Red Sox are who they are and they don't come here very often. Right. I think this is going to be more like what we've seen in past years where uh-oh and that means uh-oh for Manny Machado. Well, and I also <laughs> before we get to that, I also think it probably would have been pretty close to that even if the Padres were good because I think when these tickets went on sale, mm-hmm. I mean, I I know for a fact one of the people here in the office told me he's had his tickets since February. Wow. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if there are many others like that. The Red Sox don't come here much. It saves you having to drive to Anaheim to see them, you know, to be able to go right down the street, go basically. To go to Petco. So I, I would think that this would be a huge weekend for the Red Sox fans anyway. Add on to that. The Padres have not played well lately. But you could also say, okay, subtract a little bit that the Red Sox haven't been all that great. That's not going to matter. But I don't think, no, it's not going to matter, especially for folks who bought tickets a long time ago. So I I think this will be a, a lot of Red Sox fans. And so that will enable people who, you know, want to take the usual shots at San Diego fans to take their shots. <laughs> and um, But look, the atmosphere out there this year has been different. It has. Uh, it's been much It's been much better. It's, it's dropped off a little bit. But tonight, it'll, I think it'll be somewhat electric in the sense of the Red Sox here. They aren't here much. And as you started to say, Manny Machado. So to, go ahead and, and me, set that up. First, well, to me, when it drops off, right, and it's only been recently, that has shown me as much as anything the direction that it was headed earlier in the season. Because right. last year, in April, it was like, <laughs> you know, 
you, you, you could have held church there, yeah. you know, and slept. Uh, <laughs> and, and that didn't happen until until recently and only when, like, the Rockies were in town, you know, and you got two struggling teams and a team that's here all the time. It has been a, it's been a fun place to, to watch baseball. Uh, funner. That's a word. So, Funner. Manny Machado, and I, I look forward uh, to this, first of all, just the Red Sox, right? And, right. And, and, like, East Coast, and I just, you know, he played in the same division as them the first six-plus seasons. And then, of course, there was the World Series last year, and I just, I look forward to it because even though Manny's going to play it down, I know he is. Right. There's just this electricity, and when a, when it matters enough to people to hate a guy, and I'm talking not like Dodgers fans boo Manny, which I know that's what fans do, but that freaking bugs me. <laughs> it just really does. First of all, they're not like real fans anyway, and um, there's just a lot of them, and then they just boo Manny Machado, who, you know, helped him get to the World Series. Right. Uh, anyway. And he did suck in the World Series sure. for the most part, sure. so I understand why they're upset. But the whole idea, look, yeah. I've talked before, the yeah. whole booing thing, I don't get that but anyway. this is going to be like, but this will yeah. Be, but this will be... Like he went to Fenway. Like, right. And he's and, a villain because he actually hit well against them when he was with the Orioles. Correct. And... There have been some other things. Yeah, he <laughs> may have had a slide into Dustin Pedroia that may have been a little bit much and may mm-hmm. have may have hurt Pedroia. And whether the slide was clean or not, I don't think it's Manny it, Machado. It's Manny Machado. So and Pedroia, godlike figure in Boston, you know, basically has him in the same. I, I, I think since then, and the fans who already hate Machado just because he's Machado are going to really hate him based on that. There was another incident. Um, after that, with people throwing at him, including Eduardo Rodriguez, who's, who's tonight's yeah. starting pitcher for the Red Sox. And then there was a little thing in the World Series last year where he may or may not have tried to step on, I think it was Steve Pierce's it was Pierce, ankle. Yeah. So Red Sox fans are going to be booing Machado, and he will be booed here at Petco like he normally would get booed at Fenway Park or Yankee Stadium or a place like that. And hey, so again, so that's great. The I whole mean, thing I, was about whatever. excitement. Yeah, whatever. I mean, that's that's fine. And and look, if nothing else, for the the Padres have to be thinking maybe it'll snap Machado out of what he's been in. He's gotten a few hits lately, but I think it's eighteen games now without a home run. July thirtieth was his last home run. Right. What is it? Seventy eight at bats. Uh, Seventy eight at bats <laughs> okay. since uh, since then. This is. 18 games. It's funny. He's had two or three other streaks of 18 games mm-hmm. in his career. He had another one of 22. And he had an unbelievable one. And both you and I, when I told you this I, yesterday, you were like, that can't be real. And I looked it up twice and actually like like an idiot, I'm counting on baseball <laughs> reference, like one, two, three, four. Just to make sure. 50 games he went without a home run. What did I tell you? 2013? 13. It had to have been. In the, was it because he was hurt in 13. So but was it, it was, but it was all in one? I believe it was all in wow. one. I believe it was all in one stretch. And during that time, he hit like 320 and had 25 doubles, but did not have a home run. So anyway, I'm sure, you know, the power numbers have, have dropped off for him recently, uh, just like they have for for Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, we should point out, if people didn't read your story today, they should they should have already read it, but they should read it. And you talked about home runs. Yeah, it and, didn't and get into... Go, go ahead. It didn't get into, and I really do, I'm, I'm, I've been working all season on getting into, like, so what is so hard about getting on base, Padres? And, and it's really <laughs> interesting, and, and I want to make sure that it's, you know, kind of comprehensive. What this one, what this story was, is the Padres are one home run away from tying 
their team record for home runs that was set last year. Right. But see, last year what they did is they or they they broke a record that was set in 2016. Wow. <laughs> so wow. so I say that to say so what? <laughs> yeah. And so what? Especially since the Padres have a 3.11 on base percentage, which is what fifth, sixth, seventh from the bottom, uh, which is a huge improvement for the Padres since they've finished five straight seasons last in the uh, majors and on base percentage, never higher than 300. So they're trending in the right way. But the problem is they're also about to set a record for solo home runs. They just don't have. You know what? You know what is the real. Uh, measure of a team here. Take the Astros, take the Yankees, take the Brewers, the Cubs, the three-run homer. Right. That's, the Padres don't have them. They have like 14. Earl, like the Cubs Earl have Weaver. like 50. Earl Weaver ball. It's three-run right. homer. Right. It's and the Padres just don't put enough people on. There's not you know enough consistency. They didn't have a lot of guys that came up through the system to learn how to hit this way. Now, positives, Josh Naylor on base and slug. Luis Urias on base. Not so much slug, mm-hmm. not so much average. Um, <laughs> obviously, Fernando Tatis, even as he struggles, Manny generally still getting on base. Right. You know, he's, it's been a down month. But he's around, still around his career norm mm-hmm. or career average, I think, for on base. Guys coming up through the system, learning a new way to uh, do plate appearances. All of this, uh, Manuel Margot, since June 3rd, 357, I believe, on base uh, percentage. Right. All of this is Hunter Renfro's 299 on base percentage provided he can hit home runs, which he hasn't done since August 10th, but he has 31 this year, isn't so big of a deal if other guys can get on base. But right. the problem is, like, two or three guys are hot, then they go cold, someone else gets hot. So anyway, the the fact is the Padres strike out too much. They're about to set a record for... Uh, or they're on pace. Yes, the franchise record. right franchise record for strikeouts, which they set way back last year. They're on pace right now to finish, I believe, 50 strikeouts ahead of where they were a year ago. So that's still a big problem for this team. They strike out more than any team in the National League. I hear if you don't put the ball in play, then you might not get on base. It can be difficult, unless you're walking. Do you know what the most amazing part to the story? Uh, I should have said this when I was talking when I was diminishing the importance of home runs, and I'm, I say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek. They're just a problem when they're only solo home runs. One team is already 20 home runs past their team record this year. That's the Minnesota Twins. Twins. 13 other teams are on pace to break their franchise record for home runs. That's how cheap the home run has become. Right, and that's why when the Padres, it's like, well, they're they're about they're hitting more home runs. Well, everybody's hitting more home yes. runs. And the idea, I mean, obviously the ball's juiced. It's juiced in the minors, as we've seen from numbers, especially in the Pacific Coast League. It's juiced in the majors. And so, you know, yeah, people are hitting more home runs, so of course the Padres should be hitting more home runs. And getting on base, hey, 311 doesn't sound like much. I guess it's it's better than 297 or where they have been in recent years. Far but better. it's still 10 to 15 points, I believe, below mm-hmm. the league average. And the the better teams are even obviously even higher. Padres uh, in the uh, since June 3rd, about when Manny Margot started uh, you know, to show us that he could actually get on base. Uh, I think it's 326. That's still only middle of the pack. Yeah. And their home runs have come down. Amazingly, they're scoring a run more per game. Weird how that works when you put people on base. I was going to say, when you get on base, imagine imagine that. So the other interesting thing uh, among many tonight, Chris Paddock uh, pitching against a very, very, very good lineup. The Red Sox second in the American League in runs, first in batting average, second in on base, fourth in slugging. You look at their lineup, and and except for Jackie Bradley Jr., who st- still has 16 home runs, uh, almost all of them have adjusted OPSs above 
a hundred, so above average. Uh, the top guys. That's amazing. You know, J.D. Martinez has 28 home runs. Devers and Bogarts have 27 each. Those two guys are both way over 900 in terms of OPS. Mookie Betts has 21 home runs. Uh, the catcher Vasquez has 18. They hit the ball all over the place. And Paddock, it's another test for him. And to, to go against a really good lineup, he hasn't pitched quite as well lately. He's had some... I wouldn't say he's been poor or anything like that. He's, it just seems like there's like one inning, one stretch that gets away from him a little bit. And he, obviously tonight against a team like this, he can't afford to fall into that trap where he, he leaves an 0-2 fastball in the middle mm-hmm. of the plate or an 0-2 changeup in the middle. Or that, just even in the wrong place even, against right. good hitters. Yeah, I, I think that I would not be surprised if we just don't see the best Chris Paddock the rest of the year for – it was, a, it was a, a couple months ago, I think, or a month, at least a month ago, I started to ask, like, does this guy throw too many strikes? Right, right. right. And and it's a question that's actually being asked around the league. And Padres, no, no. Well, now the Padres are saying, yeah, you know, Chris Paddock. <laughs> but Chris Paddock, if his change is on, he can shut down the Red Sox. He can. Right. If it's not and he's fastball dependent, the change leaks a few times. That's all it's going to take. The curve is getting better. It's still not an out pitch. Chris Paddock, let's remember, is a rookie. Chris Paddock right. is, where, where are we at now, 119 innings or something like Somewhere that? Somewhere around there. And, you know, so if it, let's say it's 119, well, that's 29 more than he's ever thrown as a pro. Um, last year was in single A and double A. There's a long way to go in this career. The great thing is, for those you know in, uh, who would root for such a thing, you go tonight and not be surprised at all that Chris Paddock goes seven really strong innings. But I'm just saying, like, Chris Paddock has so much upside that I just wonder if the rest of this season, you know, they're, they're not going to be another seven and two-third innings, you know, that are shut out. I will be surprised. He's pitched 115 innings okay. uh, this year. I will be surprised if he lasts seven innings against a lineup like this, oh. given his pitch limits and all that stuff. I mean, it, it almost feels like if they could get five out of him tonight. I won't uh, be surprised, Jay. That, <laughs> that would be, uh, you know, that would be good. And then, um, but look, going forward, I mean, Paddock has shown signs yeah. that he could be very good. Cal Quantrill has pitched very well. We won't see him in this series. That's the story of the uh, year. But he's been outstanding. And Everything. It, and it, imagine that. Cal Quantrill, who was, the, what, eighth pick overall? There was a reason he was picked that high. Obviously, right. the people were really high on him, and now he's he's pitching uh, like that. We'll also see um, Denelson Lamette. Denelson Lamette tomorrow, tomorrow and Joey Lucchese on Lucchese Sunday. on Sunday. Uh, the Red Sox have Nathan Evaldi, who has not been good this year, on Saturday. They haven't announced a starter for Sunday, but indications are it could be David Price coming off the uh, injured list. So that that would be another interesting uh, uh, interesting matchup for the Padres there. The reason I say Cal Quantrill, by the way, story of the year, I realize Fernando Tatis is the story of the year. But Cal Quantrill, in particular on the pitching uh, side, and everyone knows what I you know uh, think of, of Chris Paddock, but Cal Quantrill, as you mentioned, the number uh, the first round pick in 2016. Uh, Eric Lauer and Joey Lucchese beat him. Beat him to the majors. To the majors. Right. They were both picked right after. Well, well Lauer, Lauer right after, right after. Lucchese a few rounds later. The fourth. So there was, not only was he not doing well, 
according to people that you know know of this stuff, his stuff wasn't good, mm-hmm. and it was in his head, and he wasn't making good pitches, and then pretty good spring, and then he blew apart, and it was like we're all watching, and I'm asking people who I because I always say I'm not a coach, I'm not a scout, so I talk to coaches and scouts, <laughs> right. and they're all yeah that stuff's flat, man. That's a, mm-hmm. his stuff is better, his fastball is is faster and going to the right spots, and the kid is we'll go back to this again. He's a bulldog. Everyone knows what that means. That's why I say Cal Quantrill actually becoming one of your middle of the rotation guys is is huge. Cal Quantrill's the guy you say is going to go out and give you six. Absolutely. Now, that yeah. That that's a big deal. Yeah, and we'll see him against the, another really good lineup uh, on I think Tuesday. He'll pitch against the Dodgers uh, after the Dodger killer Eric Lauer will pitch on. Uh, on Monday, but we'll uh, we'll deal with that next week. The one thing with the Red Sox, which will be familiar to Padre fans, is their bullpen isn't very good. Um, had a lot of issues this year. They blow. They only have 24 saves out of their 68 wins. That's incredible. I mean, Kirby. How many saves does Kirby Yates have? He has uh, 30. Well, now you're going to stump me because I I want to say that it's 36. Okay, so in that in that range, without looking. But then there's about, you know Craig Stammen that has three. I mean, you pick up right. you pick up these yeah. saves every once in a while. Their, like, their leaders have seven each. All um, right. Brandon Workman, I, you look at his numbers. I mean, he's got an ERA just over two in in 58 games, uh, seven saves, but five blown saves. So, but you knew when you, you gave those offensive numbers, and for my story, I did all this research in the league, and I didn't. Even, be honest with you, I didn't even look up the Red Sox pitching because I knew that there were problems if their offense is that good. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if their offense is that good, and they and they're only seven games over five hundred, and and in grave danger of missing the playoffs, they've obviously got a problem. It's like in the National League, the anomaly, the among the teams that have been division leaders here in the last week or in the wild card uh, lead or right there, the St. Louis Cardinals are the anomaly. Their offense is not very good. Their pitching is very good. Right, Their bullpen right. is probably the best in the game uh, all, all around. So, got to have one or the other. You got to have both. You got to be like super good at one. And obviously, it's not working out for the Red Sox, though. Red Sox would probably be a pretty good National League team. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> Yates up to 39 saves, by the way. How so did I miss that? I, I oh, you know what I missed? Philadelphia. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so he's one behind Araldis Chapman, who pitches for a little bit better team uh, in terms of uh, in terms of league. So he, we could be seeing Yates get his 40th save this weekend uh, against the Red Sox. So. Uh, anyway, I, I I think I'm looking forward to being out there a couple times this weekend, uh, and then the Dodgers following. So should be a fun should be a fun homestand, and uh, you and I will check in again on Monday. We'll talk about what happened over the weekend, and we'll look forward to the Dodgers series. I'm sure they'll have you know two or three more ninth inning wins by the time uh, by the time we talk. So thanks everybody.